name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I'm not even going to comment on the whole storming of the Capitol thing. The news, they have it handled. I mean, really? Can we just, yeah, you know, too much. Uh, but here's a pet peeve. How about this when you, you're listening to like a new show, like on NPR or something, and they go, um, so let me ask you, like, how did you feel? Like, what was your personal feeling when you saw that footage of those guys breaking into the Capitol? What was your feel? I don't care what your feeling was. Report the news. Give me the, what you got factually, ideally. And that's all I want to know. I don't want to hear some Jagoff's personal experience. Well, I was just shocked. I was shocked. I've been doing this a very long time, and I've never seen anything like that. I can tell you that much. Can you listen to me? Because I'm trying to get good ratings. Uh, uh. Mexican fair trade organic is what I'm I'm uh, drinking right now. I almost said eating. It's it's like that. It's thick enough, you would think. I roasted it myself. Here's what I did. Um, as if I weren't nutty nut nut enough. And if you've you should watch my latest video on mind first, body second. I'm gonna do a blog post on that. But anyways, best gift ever on the nutty nut nut front. Uh, that's all I'll say. Uh, but as if I weren't nutty nut nut enough about coffee, I bit the bullet, as they say, not the insurrection kind of bullet, but the bullet, the figurative bullet. And I bought coffee bags, and I, my wife's a designer, so it's, you know, I can't afford not to do it. <clears throat> a stamp, a rubber stamp that I stamp on the front, and it says Sid's Home Roast, and then I write, and then a little line for the type of bean, and then the date that it was roasted. I've sent a couple bags out, one to a client, one to a friend. I thought, you know what? This is kind of fun gift for me, I guess. I don't know. Maybe people would like that as a gift. I thought that was kind of nice. Home roasted. And I sent it. And then like two days later, they get it. A client, running client. And it's still just super duper fresh and awesome. Um, the only th other thing I'll say about that whole craziness of the news, I have a certain appreciation. This is don't take this the wrong way. Okay, but I have a certain appreciation for the guy who was walking across the lobby with holding a Confederate flag. There was just a nice bravado to it, a nice blatant, just here it is. No, no, uh, no, nothing confusing about what I'm doing here. Don't want you to get all like, what's he doing there? I just want you to make sure that you know. I don't want you to have to think about it too hard. Uh, little known fact, uh, well, by me, and that is that that is not the... That flag that those Jagoffs use and stuff, that's not the official state flag of the Confederacy. It was, it was not the official flag of the Confederacy. I don't know if you know that. Google it. Um, reputable sites will back this up, the history of that flag. It was Robert E. Lee. I call him Bob. Bob Lee. Because then he, he changes from a Confederate general to a used car, sale, used car salesman just in one move. Robert E. Lee, Bob E. Lee. Come on down to Bob E. Lee's... <clears throat> It was his army's flag and then used by white supremacists and even KKK for a spell. <clears throat> they, they were like, I like that flag. I like the color coordination, they probably said. I like the way that the colors uh, are contrasting. Uh, cyan and magenta, the way that they blend. I thought probably said something like, mm, we should use that flag for our, our work that we do, our very, very important work. 
Anyway, it wasn't the official flag of the Confederacy. So even the idiots, and maybe they know that. I guess I should give them credit because obviously they're pretty smart on most fronts. Um, do you know how how rare it is that the nutrition... I don't have to apologize for not doing seamless segues, by the way. I don't have to. How rare it is that the nutrition of something you eat matches the pleasure... It's very rare, but I did it. Okay, I, I want, it's a very big announcement. I am pleased to announce that I ate something that the nutrition of it matched the pleasure of it. And here it is. My banana date shake. Now, this is what it is. Four bananas, three or four, depending on the size of the banana. <clears throat> okay, three or four, four dates. Three or four bananas, four dates, Water, blender, a good blender, not these bullet things and these ninja things. Those are not good. I know people are ninja, but let's just listen to the name. It's called a ninja. It has to be good. Ninjas, because, you know, they're around. They're, it's, not, it's a good blender. It's not a great blender. Okay, Vitamix, Blendtec. Now we're talking, it's the port. Those are the Porsche blenders. Ninjas are more like... You know, Ford Mustangs, like they're good. They're strong. They're muscle kinds of things, but they're not they're not fine machines in the blender world. Okay. They're Ford Mustangs you drive to and from work. Okay. The Porsche, you kind of go, look at me, I'm driving a Porsche. That's the difference. You blend up those four three to four bananas in four dates. That's it. A water. Buy gum. I mean, I am talking no soy milk, no oat milk. Uh, oat milk. It's so good. Oat milk. <clears throat> Just water. Okay, blend that puppy up, and I'm telling you, it is. Uh, you gotta have a sweet tooth. I have a sweet tooth. If you don't like sweet, if you're like ah, sweet things, nah, I mean, I like them, but I can take. Don't listen to what I'm saying at all. Don't even just move on. Fast forward to this po- on this podcast. But if you like sweet stuff, you're gonna love that shake. It is fantastic. Most of the time, if you think about most meals we eat, pleasure wins the race most times. Let's face it. Nutrition is a distant second. Sometimes nutrition doesn't even make it to the start line. Like the old DNS that you see in ultramarathon did not start. That's nutrition for some meals. Like it just didn't even get to the, it was like, I just hit traffic. I couldn't even get to the start line and pleasure just wins the race. And sometimes pleasure wins the race handily most times. And nutrition does come in second, but it's a, a distant, like a lap. And the, by the time nutrition comes across, pleasure sitting on the lawn chair, just, yeah, I've been, I'm already cooled down, man. Where were you, bro? But this banana shake, they cross the finish line at the same time. I love it like that, and it's nutritious equal to the pleasure. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I, I'm going to stew on that for a second. Even my veggie sandwich, which I love. If you haven't seen that video, Sid's Kick-Ass ve- uh, Veggie Sandwich from, from years. It's been years now. Uh, that veggie sandwich is awesome. Um, but the pleasure outweighs the nutrition. And it's a very nutritious, extremely nutritious. I'm not saying that. It is fantastic. It's so good. And great nutrition. I mean, just great nutritionally. But I would say the pleasure, I'd say nutrition is like a half a lap behind. Okay? If I want to just take this metaphor and just grind it down to a just an annoying thing that's now you're not going to let go as fast as you wanted to let go of it. Thank you to everybody who supports me on the Patreon platform, as it were. Uh, my book, Small uh, Six Truths, is out for pre-order. Remember how I told you guys that I auditioned for the part of reading my own audiobook? 
Well, I have some very, very exciting news. I did not get the part. I didn't get the part to read my own audiobook. And listen, I've had to, I've had to, I mixed it around a little bit. I put it in my brain and I kind of put a mixing little, like a hand mixer, and I kind of whirled it around a little bit, moved it around, checked it out a little bit. Here's my conclusion. It's fine. And that's why, and, and, and you think, oh, he's just trying to make himself feel better. I'm not denying that maybe, but I really did think about, first of all, to do the five-minute audio clip that I had to submit took me about 30 minutes. So there was part of my brain going, if I get this thing, this is going to be a massive amount of work. And I wasn't sure that I wanted to, I mean, they were going to pay me, but I wasn't sure I wanted to embark upon that having never done it. They had a guy in mind and they sent me the a clip of the guy. He's done uh, numerous books before. And I listened to the clip and I was like, if this guy's voice is annoying, I'm going to be super pissed. And it wasn't annoying. It was a good, he has a, he has a really good voice. <clears throat> they want to have a producer in a studio, like a real thing. I was going to do it in my garage. And I think that they were like, yeah, let's, let's do this for real. And I was like, and I, so I got to kind of hand it, like they know what they're doing. It just seemed a little weird that I didn't get the part. But then again, you know, like that's why, you know, act, people who they have movies made, after them, don't play their own role. You get people who actors play the role. That's the kind of the idea. I, I'm, I gather. Mm. I'm just have. I'm just happy it's coming out on audiobook because the first two books, people were asking me multiple people, and by multiple, I mean like one to two. Hey, is there going to be an audiobook of this? Hey, I really want an audiobook, and I was like, yeah. And I checked it with a, with the publisher even on the second book, and he's like, yeah, we can get that done. He never did. He pussyfooted around. Whereas the new publisher was like, yeah, let's get this done. And he got it done. So I got, I'm happy about that. So we'll be in, in Kindle ebook thing and the paperback thing and the, and the audiobook thing, huh? I might listen to the audiobook version just to hear somebody who's not me read my book. And I'll be like, that's, you did the inflection on the wrong thing. I'll probably say at some point. Uh, the last thing I'll say is smallstepintensive.com. Okay, smallstepintensive.com. If you're like, yeah, I'm a small stepper, but uh, I'm in, I don't feel like I'm, I'm intense enough about it, then that's where you would go, smallstepintensive.com. The bearable lightness of being, the bearable lightness of being. You're thinking to yourself, I've read the unbearable lightness of being. I read that too. Uh, good book. I read that in college. And this is not about that book at all. This is about, it has to do with actually the small step intensive, but working with a client and, and just the, the length of time, which is, a, it's a 12 week private intensive thing. It's the, it's the interesting transition between doing something, an act where you're in a way separated from that act. So you're, you're doing, let's use healthy eating because that's most people can sort of understand that and get it. So let's say you, you embark upon a healthy eating plan. You go to, you know, some guys or girls, uh, you know, retreat where you are in, in immersed in healthy eating and you have a cook there and they make stuff for you and you learn about it and you're, it's, you're there. It's an immersion, seven days immersion, let's say in this hypothetical fantasy land. Okay. Actually, it's real. The fantasy part of it is that you think that that's going to teach you long-term habit change, but it won't, but it will teach you how to do that while you're there. Um, and so, uh, and maybe a few weeks beyond until you just go, holy shit, this is way too much work, uh, because they didn't teach you correctly, but Hey, don't get me started. Okay. I'm getting all wrapped up in this thing. And this Mexican fair trade organic is not helping me balance. 
Uh, so good though. God, so good. I mean, it really is good. Oh, I, I'm hand grinding. I know. It's the last, I think it's the very last step in my coffee journey of, of 30, 40 years now. Eh, not 40, 30. I'm, I did a hand grind just when I'm doing like one cup for myself in the AeroPress. I was like hand grinder. And here's the thing. Hand grinding, I can say, I can now say, having experience with it, it I can't tell the difference. <clears throat> but it feels kind of fun. Uh, but I definitely wouldn't do it if I were in a hurry. Because it took me a good three to four minutes to grind enough beans for one cup of coffee. And I'm like, eh, it's not hard, but I'm just standing there going, I could probably, this is better. I have better use of my time here. That's what I thought the whole time grinding. <clears throat> But there's a transition there before when you're like, you're separated from that action where you're doing it and you're playing the part of that thing to when it becomes part of you. Um, I wasn't going to mention this, but in just in me saying that it reminds me of acting. <clears throat> and I mean, I've had a ton of experience. I sold American Express and Western Union and Sprint. So clearly I've got enough acting chops under my belt but i will say in f for real like i did I, I did work as an actor enough there is a point where you're memorizing the lines and you're saying the lines and you memorize them even you've got them down you say them you say them you say them, you say them. but there's a transition where you're no longer saying the lines you're actually saying the lines if you know what i mean you're not just repeating the words but you've you've taken them and stuck them in your brain and now you're you're actually saying the words not just a person acting like a person who is saying the words but you are the person saying the words and that's that is good acting by the way that is and i felt it a couple times when i had like a longer than a 1.4 second scene where enough takes and enough rehearsals you say it and you can always tell a good actor when they're listening to the other actor talk you can if they're really listening they're you're, they're like you're like in that they're in that conversation they're actually they're not just waiting for that person to finish talking so they can say their next line they are listening they're engaged actually in a conversation they have become that thing for that moment and that's a that's an incredible uh thing to see but as it relates to healthy and happy living it's the same it really is the same thing it's doing something long enough <clears throat> to, to, for it to organically and naturally, it's, it can't, here's the thing, <clears throat> excuse me, it cannot be forced. This is, this is the frustration because we want the change so bad as if like an actor, the analogy would be like an actor just wants to be there so fast that I want to just get, do it right away. It, it, you can't cheat it. You know, you have to be with it long enough. You have to keep doing it long enough to where you stop being a person who is pretending to be a person doing it to actually being a person doing it. And that really is the truth. That really is the transition. That really is the thing that happens. That is the, I don't know, you know, there's different theories about when something becomes, you know, how long you have to do something for it to become a habit for what, you know, 21 days. Now it's 30 days, but it's really not. It's one thing I read recently was more like, you know, 10 to 12 weeks, you know, six to 10 weeks, you know, it's, you're talking about a long time. And so if you're, if you're not setting yourself up to do something new for that long of a period of time, you're going to, unless you just want to try something out, but if you're trying to actually incorporate it in your life, you got to set yourself up to hang with it for, for months. It's a month's kind of model, not a week's kind of model, or definitely not a day kind a day's kind of model, if you know what I'm saying. There's there's very easy things to do when you're talking about incorporating or learning a new, let's say, healthy habit because that's the arena that I'm walking in right now. And that is 
two easy things, learning how to do something and then, and pretending that it's you doing it, that those are comparatively, they are very, they really, really are that easy. They're very easy. They're, they're not without work. I'm not saying that if you follow a diet for 21 days, there's work there. There's no doubt about it. You got the recipes and the shopping lists and the thing and the thing, but compared to actually sticking with something past that excitement and sticking with it long enough to where you are now transitioning from somebody who is eating healthy to a healthy eater, that's, that takes time. You cannot hack that. You can't jump ahead on that. You can't to be, be a healthy person, to be a healthy eater, not somebody who is eating healthy food, but to actually be a healthy eater is is a transition. I don't know exactly. And I think I'm sure it differs for everybody, but it is a thing that you, once it happens, you know, it's happened and you can't get there faster than it takes to get there. If that makes sense. I hope, hope it does. It doesn't make sense to me, but maybe if you, you know, let me know, but comparatively, th- th- those two things are, are actually easier learning how to do it and just going through the motions, pretending that you're doing it or doing it, you know, in a way that like you're pretending you're this person. I'm going to pretend that I'm, that's essentially what you're doing when you start eating and follow a diet. You're pretending to be a healthy eater. That's fine. We have to, we have to do that. We have to pretend in a way I'm going to get up and I'm going to do these things and these things. And that's what a healthy eater probably does. But there's that shift that all of a sudden you wake up and you're doing it. Then you go, holy shit, I am a healthy eater. That's, that's the sweet spot. But that, that's not easy because that's not only the physical motions of the shopping and the cooking and the cleaning, it's the mental work of sticking with something long enough to where it's in your psyche. If that may, I don't even know what psyche means. It's a, isn't that a Greek goddess? Mm. The goddess of, of uh, carrots, I think. I don't know. The being takes time. The being takes time. The being takes so much time that whatever you're doing has to be part of your life long enough to fade into the background. Th- that's how much being something takes time to, to become something to be, to be it. it. You have to stick with it long enough. So where it just fades into the background where that thing, healthy eating that you start out with, you stick with long enough. It fades into the back. It doesn't disappear at all. It just fades into the background to lose. You have to stick with it long enough to lose its excitement the excitement of the diet, the excitement of the fitness plan, the excitement of even working with a coach. There's a definite point in my work and that's, I make it 12 weeks on purpose and it's not the smartest marketing move because ideally what you would do is you would do the, you'd stick with something long enough to keep them in the excitement realm and then stop before the excitement goes away. And that's excellent because then it would pay you the money and you'd, you, you would stay excited and you go, I was so, it was so exciting. That seven day retreat was so exciting. And then all the loss of that excitement, all the reduction of, of newness there that, it, that keeps you engaged in the beginning, it, when that leaves, you're on your own. You got nobody. And I'm, I work my ass off to be the coach that goes, yes, I'm going to be less exciting to you in like six to eight weeks. And then in a way, the real work beca- begins, which is assuming you want to be this person that you, this isn't a short-term trek for you. This is something that you want to incorporate into the depth of your being and just be this person. It's a massive undertaking that looks like you're making a recipe for a freaking veggie burger, but it's 
so, so much bigger. I mean, so much bigger. The being of this, you got to get past the excitement, the newness, the novelty, the presence of it in your life, the waking up and thinking, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing healthy eating. That's all got to go away. It's all got to go away. You got to stay with it long enough where it goes away. Here's the thing. When it does, if and when it does, when you stick with it, when you do the work, the real work of it, there is a lightness to it. That's why I call this episode, the the bearable lightness of being. It's, it's incredible because there's a freedom and a liberation, not having to expend so much energy to do something like that any longer. You have pushed through it long enough to where it does become like I've talked about before, like brushing your teeth, where it's not this physical energy and and physical and, and brushing your teeth is physical energy. Let's face it, but it's not much, but there's no mental energy associated with it. That's why people get up and brush their teeth twice a day and really think about it because they did it long enough to not have to think about it. There's a lightness to that. There's a freedom to not having to expend so much mental energy on something and not having to maintain appearances of not having to pay so much attention to this new thing that we, we are so afraid of the excitement going away, but that's And I talk about this in my new book, by the way, which is don't ever confuse excitement with happiness because there are two different things. And I'm not anti-excitement. It's exciting to do short-term things. It's exciting. But happiness does not live there. That's a short-term. Excitement is a short-term thing. Happiness is in the long-term nature of everything. Excitement is the, you know, dating somebody and the newness of it. But happiness is in the long-term, the depth, the deeper existence of things. That goes for healthy and and happy living in in every respect. And that even goes for healthy eating. Getting past the excitement of the new diet, the new thing, even the maybe the initial physical changes you might get, the weight loss, the getting past that excitement and getting to the deeper existence of it. This is the bearable lightness of being. There is, in fact, freedom in being. I am 
everlasting Wondering Where the hell the world came from sense 